This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. G'day and welcome to Metal 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and uh, the latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Metal 2 People's Radio. G'day and welcome to Metal 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. This week we were lucky enough to talk to Ross from the band Immolation. So we're going to be playing uh, that uh, that interview, uh, taking up two sections. So we're going to have the first section um, with a few tracks around it, and then we will get into the second part of it. So first off, we're going to have a new track off the uh, newest album, Acts of God. We're going to have the track, The Age of No Light. Uh, then we'll have the first part of the interview, and then after the first part of the interview, we'll have two more tracks. We're going to have Apostle and the distorting light from their last album, Atonement. Thank you. 
G'day, we're talking with Ross from the band Immolation. They've just released their 11th album, Acts of God, on the 18th of February. How are you going today, Ross? So, you guys have just released your newest album. You must be extremely excited. Yeah, man, it's it's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, the album came out the day we started the tour, so it was good that you know to see the response right out of the you know out of the gate. You know, because uh, we have a lot of the uh, the new songs off the new record in the set. You know, we got like seven songs in the set. So wow. um, usually we don't throw that much in, but you know, we felt that, you know we're like you know we were felt strongly about it so uh but the response was good right from the get-go you know right from the first show so uh and the response so far has been really like super positive so yeah we're happy man i mean uh it's it's been going really well and we're just happy to finally have it out there so everybody can hear it you know we've been kind of like you know listening and and, and living with these songs now for quite some time you know i mean the album was recorded like last August, so it's nice to finally get it out there and get some feedback. Uh, you know, after all this time, so yeah, we're we're ecstatic. Oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant! Seven songs, mate. That's almost half the album played, dude. That's killer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a long set. We're doing like an hour and fifteen, so we have uh, we have a good mixture of stuff. You know, uh, you know, throughout the uh, thirty-year span. So we try to kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, intersperse the new songs with uh, a bunch of old stuff, you know, some more current stuff, you know, but, uh, you know, we try to mix it up every tour, so. Um, so, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been working well, so, uh, you know, everybody's really, uh, you know, the response for the new songs has been actually stellar, so <laughs> we've been really happy about that, you just, because you never know, you know, you're just like, okay, hopefully they dig it, you know, <laughs> see how it, see how it flies, you know, but it's been going, going really well. Oh, mate, that's brilliant. What was it like getting on stage for the first time in so long? I mean, because it must have been a few years between drinks. Yeah, um, it felt good. I mean, it was a little physically challenging to us older guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, uh, we, we had two festival shows uh, uh, last year. We did one in uh, August, the cycle biggest, and then we did one in... Um, uh, in Philadelphia for the uh, Decibel Metal and Beer Fest. So both of those went really well. It was just great to be part of live music again and, you know, play to, like, you know, nice crowds. So we're really excited and enthusiastic. So it went, went really well. So uh, so the tour, you know, started, like, two weeks ago. So, yeah, you know, it took us, a, you know, a few days to kind of get in the swing and just to feel comfortable, I guess, on stage, you know, just, you know, you know, personally speaking, you know, for myself, but I think for the other guys, too. It's just, like, it's always weird when you have toured in a while and then just kind of jump into it again so it yeah. only takes a few shows before it kind of locks in and it feels right you know so but yeah we're, we're like halfway through now and it you know now it just feels like you know it's, it's you know it's great you know it's easy <laughs> you know yeah I mean, the, the look on fans' faces must say it all, though, because, I mean, a lot of these people have been aching to get to a live show I mean, they must be so ecstatic and, you know, it must shine through yeah, it really is, man. It's, uh, you know, you know, just talking to the fans and meeting them, you know, after the shows and before the shows, everybody's just so excited just to be at a live concert again. Yeah. A lot of people I've talked to, like, have said, hey, this is our first concert in, like, two years, and it was our first concert since the lockdown, so 
it's just kind of nice. It's a, it's a, it's a good place to be right now. I mean, almost on the other side of, you know, what we went through for the last two years. So, uh, you know, and it's just great to get that positive feedback from the crowds, you know? So yeah, it's been, it's been really good, man. I think we all kind of needed this, you know what I'm saying? In a mental sense as well, you know, it's good for people to get out there now and just fucking play live music and to just kind of interact and have that exchange with the people. It's awesome. Oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant. So I figured I'd come outside. It's starting to get loud in there. So I think I can hear you better out here. Oh, thank okay, you, buddy. Sorry about that. No, no, you're fine, mate. I really appreciate it, buddy. Um, so getting on to the album, could you tell us a little bit about the, the writing and recording process and, and any of the differences that you had this time around? Um, the process more or less was the same. Um Bob, you know, has been the main songwriter since the band started. So I, I, I think the big difference with this one is that we had, you know, you know, once the pandemic hit, we had an extra two years to kind of really, you know, you know, absorb the songs, work on them, uh, not rush anything. Um, we weren't, you know, we weren't stressed by like looming deadlines and, and that kind of nonsense. So, you know, he started the process, I think, in sometime around 2018. So, you know, he had a good jump on things uh, at the time. He had about four songs, four to five songs written by the time the pandemic hit, which is, you know, well ahead of the game for us, you know. Um, normally we'll, you know, start the process a couple of months before we record, you know, but uh, but this time it was a little, uh, you know, we were definitely ahead of the game, so it was nice. So, but uh, that was the only difference, really. I mean, uh, for the most part, we... Uh, you know, Bob uh, writes, writes all the music. He uh, he tracks some of the drums at home uh, on his computer, just to have an idea of how things are, you know, supposed to go and play out. And then um, he shares the demos with us, and then we, you know, we kind of work on the songs on our own, you know. So I think, so you know, having that extra time really helped us out tremendously, especially Steve, our drummer. He had a lot of time to really absorb the songs and kind of, you know, take his time and really kind of put his own flavoring into each song um, which is uh, not always the case because he's, he's, he's sometimes under the wire with, uh, with time constraints because you know sometimes you know the music is written you know right up until like a week before we go in the studio you know yeah. it doesn't allow him a lot of time so he's had to deal with a lot of that in the past so for this 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 uh, uh, round it was much uh, much better man much more relaxed so I think that was probably the biggest difference just the fact that we had some time you know to kind of you know, absorb everything and tweak it and, you know, make it the way it should be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so for yourself, I mean, what's it like working with Robert? I mean, the, the stuff that he comes up with, I mean, you, it must blow your mind. How do you work with that? I mean, it must be a, an incredibly um, inspiring sort of thing to be able to work with somebody that's as talented as him. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you know, it's, it's just so cool because, like, you know, you know, he... He'll, he'll get stressed and he'll get worried and he'll, you know, he'll hit his uh, roadblocks along the way during the writing process where he kind of has writer's block and, uh, you know, and, and, and throughout all that, I'm never really worried about it. I know whatever he's going to deliver at the end of the day is going to be, like, you know, awesome. You know, I, I just, I, you know, I have a 110% confidence in him. You know, he's going to deliver the goods, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's very cool. I mean, he's, he's, very unique uh, as a, as a, you know just a unique in every way as far as playing and writing and composing and he's just got a really cool vision and I mean we have the same vision but he's the guy who kind of like you know 
you know, just makes it happen, brings it to life, you know. And, you know, we, you know, we, we discuss a lot of uh, the concepts and stuff like that once we get down to the, uh, the lyrical end of things. But musically speaking, I mean, you know, I think after all this time, like, we've kind of, you know, we've always had the same vision as far as where we wanted to take the band and he's never really strayed from that you know what i'm saying so yeah. and every once in a while he'll have something that's you know he's not confident about or he's he'll put on the back burner like a riff or something and i'll say dude what are you doing man that's on fire why would you <laughs> put that on the back burner we got to use that for something you know so sometimes i think he lacks the confidence in himself you know and sometimes you know i i kind of have to jump in and say hey no 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 this is this is really good dude trust me <laughs> you know what i'm saying so you know i think uh you know we work well together in that sense you know i'm i you know i kind of i'm there to kind of like i'm almost like the uh, the, the quality control guy you know he'll send whatever he's working on to me first and you know he'll say what do you think and if it's and if i like it he knows right away and if it's something that i think could could be better, you know, because I know I know what his standards are. So if he delivers something that's not quite where it needs to be, you know, I'm just saying, hey man, it's it's good stuff, but it's just not. Uh, it's you know, I think it could be a little bit better. You know, I think uh, you know whatever whatever the case is, which is rare. I got I got to be honest, <laughs> it's very rare that he delivers anything that I'm not like a hundred hundred percent like you know uh, happy with. But uh, so yeah, it is. It's awesome. You know, it's just like you know, we've been like. We're like brothers, we've been like friends since like you know the the mid '80s. So like we've known each other a long time. We've been around the block many times, you know, with the band. So it's just kind of cool, you know. It's just a a cool kind of relationship, you know. Uh, it's just cool to be in a band with someone like that, who you know you kind of know, you know, you can anticipate their moves, you know, and where they're going, you know. The same thing, you know, it's like lyrically when I have ideas and I run stuff by him, he's like, oh, that's really cool, or you know, oh, this is cool, and I love. Like his input as well, so it's it's a, it's a it's a good working relationship too. Is you know, and you know, all of us. I mean, we're all like brothers in this band. I mean, Alex, um, Alex is a new guy, but we've known Alex since the you know the late '80s, and Steve's been with us now over 20 years. So I mean, we're all like really well suited for each other as far as like you know working together and 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 creating music together and and touring together because you have to kind of. You know, you, you have to be of a certain personality to, yep. to do what we do and to kind of exist on a road as long as we do, you know, months at a time, you know. If, the, if there's any conflicting personalities, it's just not going to work, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So luckily we're all on the same page, you know. Everybody's pretty low-key, pretty mellow, you know. Everybody's realistic, you know, in, in what we want to achieve and, you know, where we see things heading. So, you know, there's no egos or any kind of bullshit like that. So, yeah, it's great, man. It's an ideal situation, man. I'm, you know, we're all very fortunate to have found the people we have found, you know, to work with and to kind of, you know, bring this music to uh, the masses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Oh, mate, that, that's absolutely brilliant. I, I love that you um, <clears throat> used the word compose there early, uh, earlier, and, and that's one thing that I think is sort of underrated and people sort of underestimate about heavy metal music, and, and that's it. the technicality and all that. I mean, I see, in my mind, uh, heavy metal as be, and some of the musicians as being the great composers of our century, like, you know, there was the Mozarts, the Beethovens, you know, that created classical music, and I see yeah. the the people um, like yourselves as creating the same sort of thing, except it's just different. But people don't acknowledge that, and I, I think that's something that a lot of people miss is that um, how much effort you guys put into what you create. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, I think first and foremost, we 
we come at it from the point of, you know, it has to have feeling, you know, it has to, you know, it's something that when you hear, it has to kind of, you know, leave that mark and, you know, have that impact right away, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think all good music does that, you know what I'm saying? It kind of, yeah. it, it just hits you in the soul and it stays with you. And, you know, we've always been about feeling first, you know, um, you know, how fast we play or how extreme we play or how bombastic it is, is, is secondary to the feeling, you know, it has to have that feeling, you know, and, um, I, you know, I don't know how to describe it. I think any any fan of this music understands, you know, what I mean by that. Yeah, we you know, do. When you say the feeling of the music, it just has, has a certain vibe, and it's a certain vibe that allows you to escape, you know, escape your reality for for the time you're listening to it. You know, and that's what all good music does to me. It helps me escape. You know, whether it's you know death metal or whatever you're listening to, classical. You mentioned you know some of the classics. You know, classical greats. You know, but. uh I think all music takes you away. It takes you to another plane, you know, and that's, uh, you know, I think that's what any, you know, good song, a good artist is able to do, you know, and, you know, obviously what you do is, you know, appeals to a, a small niche of people around the world, but I think the people who get it or, you know, understand what we're trying to accomplish, you know, and, and they appreciate it, you know, because, you know, we, we, we do put a lot of time into it. I mean, it's not something we take lightly. Um, you know, we do spend a lot of time and we, you know, just kind of, <laughs> you know, we, we, uh, we put ourselves through a lot uh, to kind of, you know, get it to where it needs to be. And, uh, but at the end of the day, when, when, you, when you finally nail it, you're like, wow, it, it feels good to be on the other side of that and to be able to, you know, just sit down and listen to it, you know, um, as, as, as a fan would, you know, and not be as critical, you know. So, yeah, same <laughs> yeah. thing with this album. I mean, like I said, from 2018 is when we started hearing songs. So I think the first song Bob wrote for this was Noose of Thorns. So that came in 2018. So, you know, we've been listening listening very critically to these songs for a couple of years now. So it's just kind of nice to, you know, stand back and to kind of approach them from a different perspective, you know, as a fan would, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, right. so it's all about the feeling, man. It's about creating that vibe, that feeling, that haunting, just, just, you know, yeah. uh, vibe that I'm trying to create with all of our music, really. And I think with this, I think with the new record, we've, we've kind of, we've gotten as close as we've ever gotten to that, so... Oh, mate, it is an absolutely killer album, man. It's really, really cool. Um, what...
Metalatu Metal, Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metalatu People's Radio. This show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national, and international news, interviews, and our latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle of Two Peoples Radio. 
Okay, carrying on with the Immolation interview very shortly, but first off, uh, we're going to play something else off Atonement. We're going to play the title track from the Atonement, um, and then we're going to go way back to Dawn of Possession, um, and we're going to play the title track off there and Internal Decadence, but they will come up after the second part of the interview. So first Atonement, then the second part of the interview, then Dawn of Possession and Eternal Decadence of the very first album. So enjoy. Just start. 
your lyrical content and all that sort of stuff was is there any sort of themes or anything going through it this this particular album um uh it's not a concept album in the sense that it's it, you know there's multiple things going on throughout the songs um different concepts that we touch on i mean we've we kind of circled back more heavily to the anti-religious themes that we kind of touched on for the first number of records and we kind of stepped away from that for a while um right around the time 9-11 hit uh around unholy cult yeah. and i think that's where we kind of had a shift in our lyrical themes at, at that point um yeah i mean uh, it's not a pandemic album a lot of people say oh were you inspired by the pandemic at all it's like well not really it's not a pandemic album in that sense i mean we are writing about things that are were happening during the pandemic around the world, but nothing specific to the pandemic. Either things have been happening on and on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Throughout the years. So so we've just come back to a lot of those things uh, and themes because these are the things that were kind of, uh, you know, striking a chord with me. You know, every day I get up and, you know, since we, we couldn't really go out and live, we kind of relied on the internet and, you know, news source to kind of see what was going on in the world, you know? And, yeah. you know, it's, you know, like, like usual, it's always, you know, just really disheartening things you read about, you know, just horrible things. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you, you kind of like shake your head and say, wow, I can't believe, like, this is still happening today in the year, you know, 2021 or 2020, whenever it was, I was reading some of these articles and, and looking at these stories. I was like, wow, man, just depressing to me, you know, and these are yep. things that kind of just, just kind of stuck with me and, 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 and resonated with me. And so a lot of that stuff made it on the record. You know, uh, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, it's about a lot of things we've been writing about for the last number of years, you know, it, you know, the world and, and humanity <laughs> and, you know, just all of our, you know, missteps and failures and all the, the horrible things <laughs> that, that we are, you know, we have done, you know, and, and continue to do, you know, <laughs> yeah. unimpeded. So, yeah, I mean, especially when it comes to religion, you know, and that's really just, that's what resonates the most with me, just to see all the nonsense happening in the name of religion, under the banner of religion, you know, and, you know, uh, so yeah, so a lot of that is obviously made it onto the record, you know, and in in a big way, (laughs) you know, so, and I think it's obvious which songs are which, I mean, each song is very specific thematically as far as what they're about, Um, but, you know, with this one, we try to be kind of open and and a little more ambiguous with how we approached it, so, you know, so the listener could get you know, to get what they want out of it, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. you could, you know, you could uh, present the lyrics to, uh, like, five different people, and then they make it five different, uh, you know, things out of it, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? And that's just the way they're written. But it should be so, you know? Oh, man, that's awesome. So, um, with that, um, how does the music come to you, if you know what I mean? How do, how do the lyrics come to you? Do you sort of hear phrases, or how does it, uh, and, and even with your bass playing and everything, how does the how does it come to you? Do you hear, like, whole songs or hear little phrases, or, or what is it? How does it come to you personally? It's, it's a very weird, fragmented process for me. I mean, I can't really commit to, to writing the, uh, and completing songs until I have all the music for the album done. You know, I can't start writing lyrics fully and uh, give it 100% until the songs are done. I have to hear the whole album in its entirety before I could kind of listen, you know, before I could just kind of start putting ideas to the different songs. Because certain songs musically don't work with certain themes. It's kind of weird, you know, people yeah. might think that's weird, but that's just the way it is for me, you know. So, 
you know, I, I, you know, and I start out in a weird way. I start out like I, I might read a news story that just kind of strikes a chord, and I'll just kind of write down that idea, you know what I'm saying? And then I'll, you know, I might, you know, hear something on the news, or someone might say something, or I might read something in the book, and like, wow, that's, you know, that's that's something that's that's interesting to me. I'd like to maybe develop that, and maybe that would be cool for an idea for a song or whatever, you know. So it's just like that. It's very fragmented and very you know, sporadic, you know, it could be, uh, I might have an idea for a title, you know, based on something I've read or, or seen or just have, have just, I might be feeling a certain ways and just feel really strongly about something at that particular moment and write that down. Or I might have a line or a phrase or just something to remind me of that thought that I might write down. So at the end of the process, when I actually sit down, I have like just pages and pages of notes on my phone of just like, just nonsense things. <laughs> and honestly, about maybe 90% of it never even gets used. <laughs> but it's a, it's a starting point for me, you know what I'm saying? And then what we do is once the music is written, Bob and I will sit down and I'll share all my ideas with him. Here's what I'm thinking of. Here's my ideas. And I actually had a lot of ideas for this record ahead of time, which was good. And he had some good ideas, too. So, you know, the collaboration really helps me, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'll share all my ideas with him and I'll explain to him, hey, this song, I'm thinking this is the idea I'm thinking about, you know, and I'll explain it to him. And once he gets it, he's like, oh, okay. And then he'll start adding his two cents into that idea. And then that's how we, we kind of play it, you know. Um, so it's, it's a really cool process. I enjoy the process. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole recording process is working on the lyrics, you know? Yeah. Um, and a good, a good example of that is uh, the last song that we wrote for the record was Apostle. You know, that was the last song he wrote musically. Um, during the pandemic, you know, just to keep busy, I, you know, I, I did a lot of home projects, you know, in renovation work around the house because we couldn't do anything else, you know, and I, I took a couple of online classes, you know, I took a criminology class and, you mm -hmm. know, that class alone helped inspire two of the songs on the record and Apostle was one of them. And, you know, I, you know, it was an idea that we had back in 1988 and we had lyrics for a song, uh, based on that concept back then that we never used we trashed it back then just because back then it was the way it was done wasn't like it wasn't right so we just kind of scrapped it so i kind of revisited it revisited that idea and concept this go around once i heard the song apostle i was like i'd really like to you know create you know revisit that and work on that again and then once i heard the music for apostle i'm like wow this is song this is a song that I've, I've been looking for for that concept so that's it's just a weird way that it works in my head but that's how it works <laughs> so yeah, well, that was it. I was kind of sort of wondering about finding that connection from the mu from the music to the lyrics, you know. I mean, because a lot of people probably don't sort of understand how that works. And it must be quite difficult to to sort of hear a piece of music and go, oh, well, like you've just said, though, with the, with Apostle, for instance, you heard the music and it was like, oh, there are the lyrics there. I mean, how, is that just something that sort of just clicks in your head type thing or...? Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, you kind of know. Like, you know, we had, a, a, you know, like, certain songs, like, you know, if you have an idea, you know, it's like, wow, this is a strong idea. And then when you hear the music that fits that, you know right away. You know, like, you yep. know, Years of Thorns was a good example. Like, you know, I think Bob had that title, and I saw that title, I'm like, wow, it's just a title, you know. And he had a couple lines, they were just kind of rough lines written down with that title. I'm like, wow, that's sick. And then, uh, you know, you know, we immediately were like, yeah, this song, I think, works for that because it was just 
just the way the song developed, you know, from that slow, creepy beginning, then it explodes, and it doesn't really, you know, come back to anything. It just keeps moving forward and keeps moving forward until you come back to that beginning section. So just the way the song was structured, the dynamics of it, it was just a really dark, creepy song, and I thought, you know, that idea and concept worked really well for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it just depends. You know, certain ideas just don't work. You know, uh, a Moral Stain was another one. You know, that song... When I, when I finally had the idea of what that song was going to be about, I knew right away that that was the song. Musically, that theme was going to fit with the best, you know, because it's a creepy song. It's a slower song, and it has that whole sick middle section with a creepy solo and stuff. So, you know, you just know. It's almost like, you know, the, the themes and the ideas, you know, need to find a home, you know, and once you identify that home and it, and it works well, it's... Then from there, it's just a matter of just building it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. Well, I've only got a few minutes more left with you, so I'll sort of wrap it up here quickly. Um, but you guys came down to New Zealand way back in 2016 for a show, dude. It was absolutely killer. Did you enjoy that show? Do you remember it? Is that New Zealand? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was at the oh, what was it called? The place. It was a small venue, but it was, Valhalla. It was called like uh, Valhalla, I think. Yeah, man. It was Valhalla. Yeah, Valhalla. Yeah, it was killer, dude. Oh, it was excellent, man. It was like overwhelming that show. We were just like, wow, you know, it was just. I mean, everybody was like just so fucking cool. The show had such an old school vibe. Like, I mean, we we came up playing clubs like CBGBs in, in Manhattan and fucking uh, Wetlands and Coney Island High. All venues very reminiscent of Valhalla. So we're probably the most comfortable in a venue like that that's just small and packed and just sweaty and just just nuts. And yeah. that's the kind of, those are the kind of shows that I, I just enjoy because, you know, you're right there with the crowd right in front of you and it's, you know, there's no barriers, no no distance between you. You're just right there and everybody's kind of feeling the vibe. Yeah, it was a great show. Great experience, man. We had a great time on that trip. That was our first time and I hope we come back again with this album. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I, I hope we do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, mate, that would be absolutely brilliant, mate. And we'd love to have you down here, mate. And that's it. I mean, we're very, very lucky down here in New Zealand with these small venues. <clears throat> and and the the acts that we get to come here, bands like yours and that. I mean, we yeah. had Napalm Death and Carcass in there one night. Both bands and dude, <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a killer venue, and we're very very lucky. So we appreciate bands like yeah, yourselves coming awesome. down, man. Yeah, it's fucking great, man. It was a great experience, man. I mean, just everything about it. I mean, it was just. It was just cool to visit. It was just cool to meet everybody. You know, everybody was so gracious and friendly and awesome and welcoming. Yeah, it's just an awesome vibe, man. Um, you know, <laughs> it's all, all positive, man. It's just like, you know, we love new experiences, you know, and that was uh, New Zealand was a place we had never been to prior to that. So, you know, it's just unfortunate that it took us so long to get there, and it's unfortunate that we only did the one show to this point. But, uh, you know, we'll have to change that. <laughs> we'll have to rectify that moving forward. Oh, well, that's exactly what we wanted to hear, mate. <laughs> we want to get you down here as soon as possible. Uh, I know things are um, quite restrictive at this point, but um, hopefully moving forward uh, quite quickly, we'll get you down here, hopefully. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Awesome, yeah, buddy. Absolutely, man, absolutely. I mean, you know, things are looking better. I mean, the fact that we're out touring the U.S. now, it almost, feel, it almost feels like normal again, so I'm, 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 uh, I'm encouraged. 
Oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant news, man. And it must be so so good just being out there and, and getting back to it again. I mean, after all the two years being in that lockdown sort of situation, oh, mate, it's so good to hear bands like yourselves getting out there and, and seeing the live show starting to happen again. And it's been some dark times there. Yeah, oh, I can't wait, man. Just, uh, just good to be back out playing playing shows again and interacting with the, with the with the fans and meeting people again and seeing our friends. Just like I said earlier, it's good for the soul, man. <laughs> oh, it definitely is, mate. You're, you're not wrong there. <coughs> okay, I've got one last question for you before we let you go, and that is uh, words of advice for young musicians. Um, have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? You know, do it for the right reasons. Don't do it for money. Don't do it for any of the other bullshit. Have fun with it, you know? Have fun with it, you know, enjoy what you're doing, and, and you know, be passionate about it. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere if you're not passionate, you know, and enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? So have fun with it. You know, we've always had fun with this. It's always something we were super passionate about. And, you know, when we started in 88, you know, we had no intentions of recording records or doing any touring or any of that nonsense. Or we had very humble goals, you know, recording a demo and playing the local club and having our friends over for rehearsal sessions on a weekend and playing, you know, some covers of our favorite bands back then, you know, like uh, Autopsy and Death and Sepultura and stuff like that. It was fun for us, you know, the fact that we were able to kind of, you know, get an album deal and record records and tour the world and, you know, kind of, you know, make a living out of it. <laughs> It was, it was unexpected, you know, and it was, an, it was, you know, it was just, you know, something we didn't intend on, but, you know, so yeah, just, you know, just be honest about it, you know, do it for the right reasons, you know, don't do it because, you know, I don't know, don't do it for any kind of reason because it's cool at the moment, you know, do it because you want to do it, have fun with it, enjoy it, and be passionate about it, you know, and then good things will come, <laughs> if you're patient. <laughs> well, that's right, mate, build it and they'll come. Hey, thank you so much for your time today, Ross, can't tell you how much you'd appreciate it, eh?
Metal 2 Metal, Metal Heads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metal 2 People's Radio. fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Welcome to Metal 2 Metal, Metal Heads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and the latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Metal 2 People's Radio. 
Okay, for this section we're going to be doing um, what I'm going to describe as a brief history of Ghost. Very brief, six songs. Um, and I'm not really being all that selective. I'm just picking uh, two of my favourites from two other albums and two tracks from the new album that got released today. So, first off we're going to kick off with something off the first album. And uh, we're going to have the track Ritual and the track... Satan's Prayer. Uh, this is sort of where they first sort of uh, let us know what sort of music they were, what their image was, uh, their lyrical content and all that sort of thing. Uh, it was a great start. So here we go with Ritual and then straight into Satan's Prayer.
Metalatu Metal Metal Heads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metalatu People's Radio. Yeah. 
Infestium, um, and this was uh, once again probably another two of my favourite tracks uh, from these guys. We're going to play a Year Zero and then a Monstrous Lucifer.
Vanuatu Metal Metal Heads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Vanuatu People's Radio. To the sound of the monstrous clock, there is cleansed a seminal flock. Black candles burn on my
Okay, and we're now going to have two tracks off the newest album, which was Impera, which was released today. Uh, Earlier this morning, he did a YouTube thing where they played, I think it was five tracks, yeah, three tracks in the first section, and then two tracks in the second section. And it was actually pretty killer. Um, So we're going to feature two of my favourite tracks off the album so far. Um, First off, one of them was released as a single... Uh, the last single that was released, which was Twenties, uh, it was quite a different song to what we're used to. So, um, and the whole album is is like that, but I think it's it's quite cool. There's some very cool, styly stuff in it. Um, so, first off, we're going to have that Twenties, um, and then we're going to have the second song is Spillways, which is quite a little rocker that I think you'll enjoy as well. I think that's going to uh, go down well, and it'll probably be. I'm expecting it to be the next single. So, um, without further ado, here is um, Twenties and Spillways.
Metalatoo Metal, Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metalatoo People's Radio. this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. G'day and welcome to Metal 2 Metal, Metal Heads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and the latest new releases brought to you by NPR Metal of Two People's Radio. 
Okay, now for the Kiwi section. Uh, we're going to feature one of my favourite Wellington bands of all time. And I've got a few favourites from Wellington, but one of my all-time favourites is the band Shikan. Uh, they had a, a, quite a short career. Um, played a few shows here and then when reunited, but um, haven't seen them for years. It's been a very long time, probably about 10 years, I think, now. Anyway, uh, we're going to play two songs from them, and uh, they were always absolutely killer live. Um... But anyway, we're going to feature the tracks Sandstorm um, and then go into Still Left Standing.
Metalatu Metal Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metalatu People's Radio.
Okay, I'm going to finish off the show with two songs from the band from way down in Invercargill ways, if I remember correctly, um, from uh, Osmium. Um, and we're going to be featuring two tracks from them. We're going to have uh, the track Abhorrence of For Flesh and March of the Dead, both off the Relentless Prime Being album. Get this one if you get your hands on it. Uh, it's probably a bit of a rarity nowadays. Violation, desecration, arrogance 
Metalatu Metal, Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metalatu People's Radio. <laughs> 